Welcome to Cardinal Conversations, a career podcast for the Catholic University of America, brought to you by the Center for Academic and Career Success and the Office of Alumni Engagement. My name is Brett LaPrade, and as always, I am the Director of Career Development and Professional Networking for our Alumni Association. And again, as always, joined by my co-host, Ryan Cheatham. Hey, Ryan. Hi, Brett. How's it going? It's good. Yeah. I'm enjoying this new recording space. I'm enjoying getting to know more about our alumni. Mm-hmm. And Me too. It, people are just doing all kinds of things. And people are coming out of the woodwork. Amazing and, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're working through technology issues. And <laughs> it's all the fun things. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I know uh, with your background and like music performance and stuff, you probably have a lot more experience than I could ever hope to have had in these kinds of things so good uh, and bad good yeah. and bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what oh oh man um just you know uh microphone cord shorting out mm. and oh man people singing wrong parts and uh just just uh but great stories too where just everything syncs properly and mm. there's nice and stereo sounds and all the harmonies are blending Ooh, together yeah. and it's super heavenly to know that your voice is a part of making that sound. It's just, man. All right. This is nice. not a podcast about music. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is um, mostly a podcast about careers and some other fun things about Catholic University. Um, and hopefully we're, it's, it's something for you that uh, from the cacophony of sounds. Nice. And all of the, I like yeah, that. That's my, that's my SAT GRE word. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's uh, some kind of beacon for you in thinking about your career, your personal and professional development. And one of the things that we like to do here is interview alumni. So I'm excited for who we're interviewing today. Me as too. always, yeah. uh, the work that uh, the organization that she directs is doing is essential work. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to learning more about where it came from, how she started it, and the impact that it's having uh, across campuses and communities today. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so should we get to it? Let's do it, Brett. All right. Welcome to the Conversation with the Cardinal. This is kind of the staple of our Cardinal Conversations podcast, and it's one of my favorite things that we get to do here at Catholic University. Hearing stories from alumni, hearing them talk about their career paths, things that they have to say, things that they've seen. So, Ryan, I'm really pleased to have with us today the founder and executive director of Girl Talk, a nonprofit that provides programs to help women think about their mental health, provide support, conversation, friendship uh, to address what she calls a crisis of self-worth among women today. We've got with us today uh, an alumna from the class of 2013, as well as the class of 2014 with her master's, Julie Larkin. I'm so excited. Yes, Julie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, your story and uh, taking this time to talk with us today. Oh, of course. Thank you both for having me on. I'm so excited. Uh, I just love that this idea of having Cardinal alumni come back and share their stories. I'm pumped. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, uh, before we start recording, you had this awesome phrase that you said, running in heels. Can you tell me (laughs) a little bit, uh, just share with us your story? um, And what have you been up to since graduating from Catholic U? Sure. Yeah. I feel like running in heels is the mantra of my life. And (laughs) it started... Uh, Right after graduation, because I was a psychology major in undergrad at Catholic U. Um, That's when I started Girl Talk, the program that really has just become my life's work and mission. Um, And so to propel that program forward, I did went back to school and did the MSB program 
um, the Master of Science and Business program through the Bush School of Business. Mm-hmm. And I was living with some friends in, in Friendship Heights at the time and taking the red line down to Catholic. <laughs> and um, we had we had our internships in the morning. And then, no, sorry. we Yes, we did. We had our internships in the morning mm-hmm. and then um, came to class about two stayed till six. Then we had all our group projects after that. And then we, you know, hopped into the priz or ordered Chinese food or got whatever food we could get (laughs) and stayed up all night studying and doing our team projects. And we were bouncing from one team to another. So we had accounting projects at the same time as quant projects, as management, as marketing. So it was, it was a whole, a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of work, um, a whole lot of lack of sleep. And um, <laughs> so yeah, that's just I being would, an adult. I'm I'm learning. It, it's, yeah, right. What? Why did no one tell us this? They didn't. Um, and so I was just running from metro to campus, back home, catching the metro before that last 11:55 train, and I was just in my heels for my business attire and just kind of hopping on the metro, hoping I made it home in time. And um, and so I, I just always laugh as I'm like running from one thing to the next that my life is running in heels. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, When I graduated, I was trying to figure out next steps. You know, what is, what am I going to do now? Um, You know, like I said, I studied psychology and I had never, ever pictured myself in business. And after, you know, kind of creating Girl Talk though, my friend was like, you know, you should go talk to this guy, Stu McKay. He runs the he runs the business program here at Catholic in the Bush School, and he's the best. And he, I tell him the story of Girl Talk that I just shared with you, and and how it grew. And and I go, yeah, but I'm not really a business person. And he goes, Julie, what are you talking about? You just started a business. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I did. And that's when the light bulb went off for me that I actually had some other passions as a part of Girl Talk in addition to really meeting these needs, right? Really meeting these, I didn't know the phrasing at the time, but really meeting these mental health needs of these Mm -hmm. girls. And I also had a love for marketing and management and kind of putting an organization together, right? For leadership. Like I just, I, I was just doing it. I didn't, I didn't have words for it, but Stu helped me realize, oh, I have a lot of passions and talents and this program could really help me to hone those skills and develop new ones and really grow Girl Talk as a real organization. So, so I ended up going through the MSB program as a nine-month accelerated program. I was running in heels. I was living my life, doing all the things. And then when I graduated from that, um, the business school was just filled with the most incredible, incredible mentors, professors, just really true leaders in my corner. Um, we're talking people like Bill Bowman, Andreas Widmer, Andrew Abella, Phil Brock, Bill Kurz, these, these amazing people in my life that were just holding me up and propelling me forward. And they were like, Julie, look, you're doing some great stuff with Girl Talk. We want to help you out. We also need someone to help us in our student experience office. Would you be willing to work here while we help you grow your nonprofit? And I was like, well, that's the best deal I've ever gotten. Absolutely, I will. <laughs> so... So I worked there for a couple of years in the Bush School um, in student experience, meeting some incredible peers and colleagues and, and the students. It was just honestly just a phenomenal time, um, you know, building up that force for good. And then um, through that, starting up a bunch of programs within student experience, the students always used to joke, they're like, Julie, your life is a startup. <laughs> Started the major mentor program <laughs> and the Bush admissions team, like all this stuff. I'm like, yep, pretty much. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so so did that for a little bit. Then I went to the Leonine Forum, um, mm-hmm. an organization downtown helping young professionals that is spread all throughout the country. That was also phenomenal. And really growing Girl Talk all throughout. So throughout this time, I was continually honing it. We were hosting what we call coffee houses. Um, and then we got invited to go speak at high schools and middle schools. And then during the pandemic, we started Mom Talk program for moms. We're launching a young professional program in the spring. We have a podcast. So Girl Talk just continued to grow and snowball throughout really the past 10 years. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year, which is Wonderful. just wow. wild. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. If you can, could you tell us a little bit more about Girl Talk um, and uh, just how it has evolved and and where it came from, where that inspiration came from? Like I said, Girl Talk started when I was a junior in college. So Mm -hmm. the way it started was just very organically, really just responding to a need. So I was part of student ministry. Okay. A Catholic, um, which many of our Cardinal alumni listeners are familiar with. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really taking care of Ryan Hall. Mm. So about 180 residents um, that I was just really privileged to get to know. Mm -hmm. These were awesome, awesome women um, coming in from all over the country, starting their freshman year in college. And just excited, I think, excited for a new beginning and fresh start, Mm -hmm. Um, but also really nervous, right? College is a whole new transition. And so I just got to hear their very real and raw stories and experiences and fears and insecurities. And they shared a lot with me. They shared a lot about, you know, how excited they were to start classes and meet new friends. They told me about the guy that they really liked in their English class, but, (laughs) oh, but, you know, oh, but he would never like me because I'm not pretty enough. Mm -hmm. Or um, the internship that they really wanted to get on Capitol Hill. Oh, but there's no way that I would ever get that. Mm. Um, and they would say how they would wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and think, gosh, I'm so ugly. I don't even want to get out of bed. Mm. And just really tough stuff that I wasn't expecting. Um, I really wasn't. And so all of that just struck me and it, you know, continued to just kind of sit with me and I kept getting to know them and encouraging them, you know, and I thought, okay, you know what? These girls need to know that they're not alone. They need to know that we all go through struggles and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So I got the help of my friends and we decorated all these cute little invitations. We got a lot of Pinterest inspiration and we made brownies and I knocked on all the girls' doors and I said, hey, come out Thursday night, come out in the lounge, come without makeup, come in your sweats, come as you are. We're just going to have a little girl talk. And we packed the lounge that night. We packed the lounge that Thursday night with about 40 girls, um, 40 freshman women. And I just told stories. I said, look, ladies, you know me as the the student minister and I have my life together and everything looks great. I'm running in heels, right? (laughs) Um, But guess what? Here are my heartbreak stories. Here is when I woke up in the morning and felt so ugly. Here's when... I have had my heart broken. Here's when I've been lonely. Here's when I felt like I wasn't good enough, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, wow, you too? <laughs> so we had this connection moment, this moment of friendship and this this feeling that they were not alone, that they had support and love and friendship. And so in my mind, right, I thought it was this one-time thing. I saw this need with Rachel and the girls and, and here's the way that I can help 
you know, give this gift to them. Mm-hmm. Thought it was a one-time thing. And at the end of the night, all the girls said, okay, Julie, when's the next one? <laughs> so we got together again a couple weeks later and we talked about roommates. And then we got together a couple weeks after that. We talked about body image. We got together after that. We talked about hookups. We talked about going out, drinking, getting used to campus life, families, friends, everything. Yeah. And all under the lens of this personal perspective, right? We always say girl talks about love, not lectures. And mm-hmm. so it just snowballed beautifully, just evolved and grew on campus. And then my other friends who were RAs and RMs and other student leaders were like, hey, we want to do girl talk in our building. And I was like, okay, great. Here's how you do it. Here's the recipe. You tell a personal story, you get some really good food, yummy brownies, (laughs) yummy snacks. And then you have an activity or discussion where the girls can share as well, right? Where they're able to just kind of, you know, share their experiences and laugh a little and just connect and have a good time. And um, so by the time I graduated, Girl Tech was in every female residence hall on campus. So that's kind of the story of Girl Tech in a nutshell. So cool. Yeah, it's incredible. So packed. I love it. Yeah. I I mean, Girl Talk is serving uh, a need that I think, I mean, not a woman. So uh, (laughs) I want to make sure I'm staying in my lane here. But I mean, I've I've grown up around people. Yeah. Yeah, Like we have struggles. And uh, I think one thing that we've learned through the pandemic is that mental health issues go deeper and broader than I think any of us really ever realized. And so you've been Mm -hmm. meeting this need and a really vulnerable population for a long time now. So complete kudos to you, Julie. Thanks for the work that you've done and that you're continuing to do. And for, um, uh, I wish you all the best as you go forward and continue to expand Girl Talk. And we'll make sure to put in the description uh, a link to Girl Talk and ways that if people want to get involved or find resources or support Girl Talk, you can find that there. Um, Thank you. So uh, I don't really even know where to go after hearing the incredible <laughs> story about Girl Talk from there. But it, it got me thinking a little bit about uh, so you saw this need in college age uh, women and things that they were facing and you did something to address it. And now as you're growing Girl Talk, you've got Mom Talk and you're talking about this young professional program. As you're talking with people who are in the workplace, what are some of the things that you're seeing as you're talking with folks or as uh, folks that are volunteering or working with Girl Talk? What are they seeing? What are some of the big challenges that uh, particularly women, but uh, all people yeah. are facing in the workplace yeah. now that we have to deal with? Yeah, well, definitely from the lens, like you said, we really saw that um, through COVID, the needs of mental health just really skyrocketed. And I think they were always there, but it just kind of uncovered them a little bit. um, And everyone became really raw. Um, We actually, at Girl Talk, we called it, it's, we had a pandemic of COVID-19, but we also had a a pandemic of loneliness Hmm. where everyone was just kind of in their own lanes and in their own silos and just needing support and just real human connection and just, and not, not being able to find that to the greatest depth that, that we need as human beings, you know, um, Brene Brown says we're, we're wired for connection Mm -hmm. biologically, spiritually, cognitively, we're wired to, to love and be loved. And, um, when we're not in a place that we can do that, we really struggle. Um, so that's that's definitely what I've been seeing um, throughout these past few years. And, and now in the workplace and life um, with men and women, you know, it's interesting. Girl Talk, we focus so much on the heart of it is really the dignity of every person. I kind of see it on, on a couple uh, a couple sides of the coin. Uh, on the one side, I, I see many, many professionals, students, colleagues, 
just feeling constantly, constantly like we need to earn our worth. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, we're, you know, we're all in DC, we know the hustle of DC and, and I'm sure any, any city, any, any professionals can relate as well. Um, but just this need to achieve all the time, right? Like you need yeah. to be the best, you need to be the best lawyer. You need to be on top of the, the business chain. You, you just gotta, you gotta get it, get out there and, and be on top of it. And if not, then you're kind of worthless, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the mentality that a lot of us have encountered mm-hmm. or experienced. And that's not to say that we should not strive for excellence, right? What does the Bush school teach us? You can be a force for good in this world, right? Of course we should. Mm-hmm. Of course we should strive for excellence in our work, in our friends, in our families, in our life. But knowing that our dignity exists, our self-worth does not change no matter our achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a big one that I see. Um, also this idea, my friends and I talk about this all the time, just imposter syndrome, you know, we're acting like we're completely capable, best of the best, when in reality, we feel so helpless and we're drowning. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the other side of, of the, the coin, right? It's like, you know, if we just accept that we are enough exactly as we are, we can achieve really well and we can do some great stuff or even ask for help. Right. And it's not going to mean that we are, you know, completely incapable. Absolutely not. You know? Um, So, yeah. So, so those are some, some big spots that I see um, right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the big way that, you know, at Girl Talk, we're, we're trying to address this is just, again, the heart of it is just knowing your dignity, no matter what. So we see this crisis of self-worth, you know, all around us, whether that's lack of self-worth, self-harm, loneliness, insecurity, you know, and we offer three things. We kind of have a three-step approach. Okay. Um, so we offer we offer a soft place to land where we have, you know, whether it's at the college and the high school, middle school girls, the pillows, the lights, the brownies, um, or even for, you know, women on our virtual programs or in person, it's that warm and, and friendly hug or that, that friendly greeting on a Zoom call, you know, it's just here's a soft place for you. Like you are welcome here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we're able to build that sisterhood, right? We, we do have those vulnerable moments, right? I might, you know, pretend to the world that I'm the most confident woman ever. Um, but actually guys, guess what? Like, I'm really struggling with this project at work or, you know, I really don't know how to approach this issue with my boyfriend, or I, I really just am struggling with a friend, my mom, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just having that ability to be vulnerable, invites that empathy and from the other person. Um, and then there's the connection that's formed. It's that what you too moment. Um, so real friendship, we're trying to really foster real friendship where people can share. Um, and then ultimately that, that sense of self-discovery, that ongoing process, you know, what do I value? What are my gifts and talents? How can I bring them to my workplace? How can I bring them into, into my life with my friends and my family? Right. Um, we're just really trying to help every person, to discover their, their purpose. What, why are we in this world? You know, what is, what does it mean to live out authentically? Um, so we, we kind of joke, we say, well, the idea, what does the ideal woman look like? The ideal woman is, is the woman living authentically, authentically pursuing her, her purpose, Mm -hmm. um, and just trying to be her best self. Yeah. Okay, Julie. We're now going to turn to the wheel of not quite so random topics. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so this is, uh, they're not quite 
random. I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous. We'll, we'll, nervous. We'll, we'll give the wheel a spin. Um, there's a, uh, what do we have here? Six different options it could land on. Mm-hmm. And they're all, they're light. They're fun. Just yeah. to get to know you a little bit more. Um, so okay. we're going to go ahead and spin the wheel, see what we land on. What do we got, Brett? We landed on unwind. Okay. Unwind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. unwind, Julie, is uh, you're doing all these things with Girl Talk. Uh, you are studying for your master's in counseling. Um, <laughs> free time is probably a nebulous concept to you. Uh, what do you do in your free time? How do you how do you relax? How do you take care of your own mental health? I really love that I landed on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, most recently, I unwind by drinking wine on my friend's boat. So that, that oh, is a great way to unwind. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to get friends with boats. That's what I mean, exactly what I was thinking. It's great. No, it's, yeah, it's spending time with friends. Um, you know, this summer, being able to do a lot of fun things. My friend and I went paddle boarding, just kind of hanging out and, and just discovering little coffee shops, going around D.C. Mm-hmm. Something I'm trying to do, too, is like, you know, I've lived here for a couple of years and there's still so much of the city that I haven't explored. Yeah. And so I'm my friends and I are trying to, you know, even just go to different art museums and check out just different spaces that are right at our fingertips mm-hmm. um and that are just different right that we can actually enjoy and there's not a there's not a uh, you know a deadline or a, a production uh number we need to have or or whatever um it's not a project we just get to enjoy it together so just trying to spend a lot of good time with friends and family mm-hmm. um i had two little nieces born into my family this year so oh, getting beautiful. some great baby time at home yeah and um, yeah, just kind of embracing again, embracing the everyday um, has been really nice. And going to the beach, and then when fall starts up again, um, just kind of enjoying that. It's my favorite season, so just yeah. looking forward to lots of long walks and soaking in the fresh air, and yeah, yeah. unwinding. And so I I know that your degree, your undergraduate degree, is psychology. Um, and then you came back to Catholic U for the MSB, MSBA at the time. (laughs) Yes. The analysis. (laughs) Yeah. Rebranding. And so now you're working on a counseling degree, right? Um, so can you tell us, um, a little bit about the benefits that you've seen that you hope to get from your advanced degrees and, and how you think it'll continue to build upon um, this overall safe space that you're creating for women. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, yeah I've, I've kind of had um, just a love for counseling for, for years, mm-hmm. really forever. And just the more I've encountered these stories, these, these real life experiences of these women through girl talk over the past 10 years, um, you know, I've kind of recognized, oh my goodness, there's, there's a little bit of a gap here. You know, I can, I can meet them with empathy. I can be here for them. We can provide this sisterhood. We can do all of that. And that is so good and so needed and so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also realized that for some there is there is a much greater need as we talked about right the pandemic of loneliness all these mental health needs and and you know they say that to to best kind of reach your 
your fulfillment in life. You know, you, you want to combine these three things. It's, it's the world's needs, your personal talents and your motivations. Mm. And I'm seeing all these needs, right? I'm seeing them very much and um, I'm very highly motivated to, to meet them. Um, and so with my personal gifts and talents, I've, I've really realized, you know what, I need to learn the tangible therapeutic skills to meet each person um, in their needs for mental health. So right now I'm going to school at uh, Wake Forest University. I've um, I've learned so much already, and it's been it's been so great to be able to even bring just even that uh, those initial skills um, yeah. into Girl Tech right now, and and dreaming about the future too. Learning all the different theories, learning you know person centered theory and reality therapy. You know how we can how we can meet these women. I um. I, this summer, I just took um, marriage and family and group counseling, mm. and my mind has just been blown away, you know, by just how much good content, how many great resources there are to serve people, and and I just love it. My mind is ever expanding, and I'm just I'm so hungry for it to be able to receive it and then and then have it pour back out into girl talk and and into the needs of of everyone around me. Um, so I'm I'm just really loving it. Um, and I think there is a great mental health need in this world. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and I'm just happy to, to honestly have the opportunity to, to take part in that. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, it, it is such a need. And I, I've done, I'm not a counselor. Uh, so another caveat, uh, <laughs> in a, in a previous degree, I did have to take some counseling courses and I've known many counselors and the benefit that they provide to their clients, their patients is just outsized. And so the fact that you've already got kind of your own practice through this nonprofit set up and you're able to apply these things in the real world yeah. with real people already yeah. uh, is incredible. Yeah. I mean, not, you don't get that kind of experiential learning in yeah. every situation. And so uh, I'm hearing this kind of theme, Julie, I don't know if you've seen it or talked with other people about it, but you've, you've had these opportunities as you're studying to apply what you're studying, which I think is very unique and, and a really great thing. And, it, and it's showing um, because of the great work that you're doing and the expansion and growth that Girl Talk is undergoing. So again, just it, it's amazing and encouraging to hear. Uh, as you've gone through these things, uh, you've gone through starting uh, Girl Talk, you've started things with the Bush School of Business. Um, I, I'm just wondering, you, you've been in these leadership positions, you're an executive director now. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you view leadership? What makes a good leader? How do you perceive your leadership style? And maybe what are some things that you think all of us could grow in as leaders? Well, I think it's really a privilege to be a leader. Um, just being surrounded by wonderful people. I mean, my team is phenomenal and I'm just, I'm just so grateful for them. They know that Girl Talk would not exist or run without them. <laughs> and, um, I think just leadership is recognizing everybody's gifts um, and everybody's personhood, really, starting with that, right? Um, so everyone on our Girl Talk team, you know, we have the conversation, you know, and, and before they come on board, and, and it's usually a very, very organic, just kind of welcome into the team, you know, it's just kind of asking those questions. Okay, what does she need? What will be best for her right now? How does this fit with Girl Talk? You know, and just kind of having um, a great respect and dialogue of um again matching those needs what are girl tax needs what are your personal needs and kind of 
you know, bringing them together. Right now we have a team, um, it's kind of half remote, half in person, all over in DC, New Jersey, and Pittsburgh, you know, we've got a couple young moms with babies and, mm-hmm. and figuring out their schedules and okay, when's the baby's nap time? All right, that's when we're going to meet, you know, just kind of all of that. Um, very real life stuff. Um, so I think it's just it's starting with recognizing the needs of your team um, and the people you serve, right? We've talked so much about um, the women we're serving with Girl Talk. Um, and then I think it's also just kind of coming back to your why, always focusing on the mission. Um, you know, leadership is not about managing or crunching numbers or, you know, making sure you hit the bottom line. It's it's coming back to the why behind your vision. And, um, you know, for us, it's remembering, okay, why did we start Girl Talk? What do these girls need? Why does it even matter, right? Do, do we even need to be in this business, you know? And yeah. just like, okay, yeah, we do. Like, we um, actually, this summer, it's been really fun. We, we're in an office space. We're working just a couple blocks away from the Capitol, um, which is so cool mm-hmm. to just, you know, look outside the window, walk down the street and be like, oh, that's great. That's, you know, where a lot of a lot of uh, important stuff for our country is taking place. And this summer, we started writing our Girl Talk Constitution mm-hmm. a couple blocks from the Capitol, which is kind of cool. Um, and so just, again, coming back to our roots about, you know, putting pen to paper, what do we believe and why? Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to ask ourselves all those questions. And as a team, we kind of um, played devil's advocate with each other and just had a lot of good conversations going back and forth. Um, you know, remembering different stories of girls through the years and who we're working with now, who are the high school girls, what do they need, who are the college girls, you know, how can we serve professionals, you know, every age and stage and 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 what need that we're meeting. Um, so, so coming back to that mission, I think is so important in leadership. Um, and then another thing too is, um, I love this phrase from Pat Lencioni. If, if anyone hasn't listened to his podcast, I'm the biggest advocate for Pat Lencioni. Um, his organization is The Table Group out in California, and his podcast is At The Table, and he just talks about organizational health, and I'm just a complete fangirl, <laughs> um, but he's <laughs> phenomenal. And he always says, get the right people on the bus and then figure out the right seat. Hmm. And I just love that because it it goes back to the culture, right? Again, the mission, the why, you know, why do you exist? And and who are the people that you want on your team who really believe in this just as much as you do? Um, And then you figure out, okay, if you fit the culture, awesome. Okay, now what are your gifts and talents? What are your skills? What have you, you know, what have you studied? What what are you passionate about? And then you kind of figure out, all right, you're really suited for marketing. You're going to do the development. You're going to do programming, you know? This is where... um, you know, you're going to help the organization thrive and and you are going to be on fire with confidence in what you can provide as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just really putting the person first, remembering the mission and, and really um, focusing on the culture of an organization. Yeah, I, I hear that full orbed kind of holistic perspective you have on leadership and that's been coming out and the things that you've been saying about the way that you're pro- you approach girl talk and kind of even your own career path has been this holistic approach to emphasizing the human person and figuring out mm. how you can do service first. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's encouraging. And, yeah. I, and I think that, uh, all of us could benefit from thinking about that more in our own roles. So what is the best piece of career advice you were given or, um, that you would like to give or both, um, to students <laughs> and alumni, um, as you wake up every day, and go about building your story? Yeah, I would say start before you're ready. 
I got this piece of advice. I was at a conference and I met this woman who was had started her own business. She was giving talks all around the country. I was so impressed with her. I was like, wow, you're just like making life happen. And I was telling her a little bit about Girl Talk and I was describing it. And then I was like, yeah, and I'm trying to get this in order and I want to get this kind of speaker and I'm working on this project. But like, once we do that, then we'll be ready to blah, 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 blah. And she's like, Julie, you need to start before you're ready. You are trying to make things too perfect. You just got to go. And I was like, "Woo, that really strikes a chord, right? Because Mm -hmm. I do have this tendency to lean towards perfectionism, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of being afraid to fail a little bit. And I think we need to not be afraid to fail, um, to not let perfection be the enemy of the good. Um, and so I just always think of that line. She always says, you know, start before you're ready. And, um, and I've really taken that to heart and I would encourage anybody, um, to, to think about that, you know, and to take action on it with, and that doesn't necessarily mean starting a company or starting a nonprofit, you know, mm-hmm. it just means getting up every day and, and being ready to go and put your best foot forward and, and, and kind of confidently taking the leap, even the small everyday little leaps, you know, of, um, you know, what is God calling me to? How can I be a servant leader? You know, where, mm-hmm. where are the needs around me? Even if it's a friend really needs to talk to me today or, this person at work um, came up with a great idea and I'm going to support them on it, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A lot of wisdom there for working on projects, getting things done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're here now doing uh, one of my favorite things that we get to do. One of my favorite segments, uh, part of the podcast, our blast from the past. And Julie, you're a more recent graduate. I uh, graduated within the last 10 years. So uh, there's lots of digital things uh, for <laughs> Julie Larkin. If you're, if you go to the university archives, the digital archives, like I do. No, every please time. don't. I love that. Please don't. <laughs> there's <that>. no need. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go there, if, if one wanted to go there and one were to search Julie Larkin, you would find 17 entries in oh the wow. digital archives. Oh my um, gosh. But it's, that's a little skewed because you come up 17 times. Sure. Almost all of those are just your name listed as being on the, the staff for the tower, the student newspaper. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's only a few places that are actual, like, articles or entries that uh, okay. you were involved with. Like, you were quoted in an article about Pope Francis being elected, or you had something with the MSB program. This, though, that I found, um, and we'll link to this in the show description if folks want to take a look as they're listening, <laughs> oh uh, is God. just one of the treasures of student newspapers from the 2010s. <laughs> it's just, I mean, oh. this just sums up when I think of my own high school and college social media mm-hmm, experience, mm-hmm. this is what I think of is okay. this page. <laughs> so, uh, just to give some context for everybody. So, uh, this is from page two of the tower from October 1st, 2010. Uh, and page two was kind of like the fun, uh, uh just kind of zany section of the okay. tower. Um, and you definitely get that here. So, I mean, it starts off with the headline that says, uh, overheard what is veggie tales, a cartoon for vegetarians. Um, <laughs> oh so God. that's already signaling that we're, we're wow. doing something silly here. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but Julie, uh, is featured prominently on this page, which is made to look like a Facebook post from the year 2010. And if it. folks have not, don't remember what Facebook looked like in 2010, um, <laughs> it looks like it could be from 1995, uh, the way so the, the internet school. looks like now. Uh, so uh, Julie has a, a little something to say here. Um, 
you're going to have to help explain what's exactly going on, Julie, but I'll, I'll just read it for Brett, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain any of this, but, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> this is all a surprise to me. Julie tagged page two in a note, and in that note, Julie wrote, How excited are we all that homecoming is here? The week was kicked off to a great start with the redliners and note takers making up for a missed night of glee with their gorgeous voices. And bonus, everyone at the acapella concert learned how to beatbox with some pretty fabulous instruction. Can't beat that. So awesome start, but some strange things have been going on around campus this week. <laughs> What's with the waffle chicken combo going on in the saute line in the Priz? Seriously, that's just weird. That's beautiful writing. Uh, and most strangely, an unidentified primate has been seen lurking around campus. The 6'2 gorilla was spotted strolling the halls of, uh, and I, I'm not exactly, Unanaway Tuesday <laughs> evening, rounding up male residents and scaring the females. Hopefully he oh doesn't gosh. bring this behavior to the Hoko Ball Friday night and force the girls to separate from the guys. Flashback to middle school, anyone? <laughs> oh That's it. my yeah, so just, uh That was so great. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Well, that was so great. <laughs> it was. That's really well put, right? I love the puns, uh-huh. right? The the beatboxers and on beat. Like, that was great. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, lots of questions. Uh, Me so, too. Me too. <laughs> do you have any memory of what this gorilla was on campus? Okay. Yes. Well, it's so funny because when you started reading, I was like, I don't even know if I wrote this. Like, where did this come from? <laughs> this is so deep in the archives of my memory. But the weird thing, talk about weird things going on around campus. When you mentioned the, the gorilla, I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember that. This was truly the weirdest thing. I think some guy just dressed up in a gorilla costume and just like wanted <laughs> no. to scare the girls. And it was really strange thing um so yeah i don't know where that came from um but i guess i wanted to uh make a point of it with with page two i don't know (laughs) very weird you know all weird i i what i love about this though is that it's authentic and it's not like you know it's very Mm lighthearted. you you know it's not browbeating it's not you know uh making someone it's not an opinion piece that's so you know rigid rud, <laughs> i can't find my words rigid you yeah, know what i mean yeah yeah. Um, yeah 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 i just um i just love how it keeps you interested right um but at the same time i think in today there's like twitter and there's so much out there that's just can be real <laughs> negative and like oh i want to stop looking at this as much as i don't really feel like watching the news right now yeah. you know yeah Um, And so I just love how um, this kept me, even in my 30s, want to read more. Why why is that? I didn't even go here. Why did that happen? Right. Right. You know, it's it's funny. It it actually makes me think of when we do our Girl Talk Instagram, um, you know, obviously we're like, kind of combating a crisis of self-worth. It's like mm-hmm. very serious work that we're doing, mm-hmm. but we we can do it in a in a really fun way, right? So my yeah. social media coordinator, she always reminds me, she's like, she's like, Julie, we need to like keep the Instagram fun. You mm-hmm. know, we can't mm-hmm. just be like, hi, people are struggling with self-worth, you know? It's like, <laughs> right. can we put like puppies on there and happy faces? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I love it. <laughs> 
nice. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it brings up an interesting thing because I, I think social media probably had some of these things baked in from the beginning, but it has just evolved into being, in a lot of ways, like all-encompassing. Like there's all these different platforms. Um, we even have a, a social medium for <laughs> professionalism in LinkedIn and we have Cardinal mm -hmm. Connect here for the Catholic University community that's kind of more career-focused as well. But I, I know, given the space that you work in with Girl Talk, Julie, that social media being what it is, as, as big as it is, that's got to be something that you talk about with uh, yeah. your uh, with the girls that you work with. Can you just talk about kind of what you see in the world of social media, how it affects us, maybe some of the um, some of the impacts that it's made on people that you work with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, social media, as as we know, I think can do so much harm. Um, I mean, we've got even the story of what made Maddie run. This is an incredible book that just kind of really deepened my worldview. Um, it's by Kate Fagan. If you haven't read it, it's it's phenomenal. It's about um, this all-star track runner at UPenn and kind of her secret struggles and tragic death um, hmm. in great part to social media, um, where she was just kind of so reliant on it. Here's this amazing, talented, athletic girl um, who really just depended on the likes, the affirmation and the validation of others through Instagram, through Facebook. Um, and so that's okay. That's a very extreme example and, and very possible, right? We see, we see the comparison game at play all the time. You know, look at these, look at the, it used to be just models, right? Now it's like, look at any girl on Instagram or TikTok who's got the perfect face and the curves and the dance moves and, and, you know, all the things and the filters and, and it, it immediately causes questions of, oh my goodness, like, I don't, I'm, I'm not thin enough. I'm not as pretty as she is. I'm not, I don't have the complexion. I don't have the hair. I don't, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it just immediately instills this sense of unworthiness, you know, mm -hmm. that, that we're not good enough, um, regardless when we know that there are filters and we know that everyone puts the highlight reel on, mm -hmm. on Instagram. Now that's definitely being combated, right? Mm -hmm. We are in a culture where now, um, mostly women, I think are, are really trying to do a a good job and say, look, this is real life, right? Like, mm -hmm. here's the mess that my kids made. And, and here's my, here's my hair in a messy bun with no makeup, you know, all that stuff. But, mm -hmm. but at, at the heart of it still, um, we're not going to see the, the tears after the breakup. We're not going to see the real pain after a miscarriage, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're not going to see like the real tough stuff mm -hmm. of life in our hearts. Um, so that being said, I think Instagram, TikTok, the social media world, yes, it can do a lot of harm. At the same time, we can also bring through it a lot of good, right? Um, you know, to kind of harken back to Bush School, right? You can use business as a force for good. You can use social media as a force for good. Um, so this is what we're trying to do at Girl Talk. We're trying to make it fun and uplifting, you know, just like a Girl Tech mission. We're trying to meet women where they are mm -hmm. and where are they? They're on their phones. We are on our, I am addicted to Instagram. Like we are on our phones, right? So we want to meet women where they are and, and meet them in, in that mud and that mess and that struggle and say, Hey, we get it. We've been there too. We're right there with you let's walk out of that muddy hole together, you know, and just uplift and encourage and just, just douse shame and empathy as Brene Brown likes to say. Right. And so, you know, thinking of this very goofy article that I wrote for the tower that I don't even remember, you know, <laughs> we want to just fill the social media space with a lot of love, a lot of joy, a lot of affirmation, and just really reminding women 
again, that you are enough, you are worthy, you are loved, mm-hmm. you you are beautiful and, and worthy and lovable of, of just a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's awesome. Thank you for all that you do. Uh, I just, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I just, yeah. I hope it keeps going, keeps growing. Uh, this is amazing. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, that's the blast from the past. Uh, always a fun thing to do, uh, especially when uh, the person doesn't remember do- doing <laughs> what, what we find in the archives. Right. And I mean, doubly so when we're talking about gorillas running around campus <laughs> and strange food being served in the prison, though. Waffle chicken, like chicken waffles is fantastic. It is a, Let's just be such honest. a thing. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> I guess I didn't know about it. As, I read, as you read that bread, I was like, that's delicious. What am I talking about? <laughs> Maybe because it, it says it was in the saute line. Maybe oh, that's yeah. the that is strange. Yeah. Mm. That yes. is very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I would have some Changing concerns about that, right. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Julie, this has been uh, a real joy. Thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing what has inspired you and motivated you, some lessons on leadership, and for uh, talking about the way that Catholic University has kind of shaped the way that you approach work and even kind of give helped give meaning to the work that you do. Uh, so thanks again so much, Julie. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course. This was a real thank pleasure. you so much for having me. I love it. I'm, I'm so glad you guys started this podcast. Love Catholic U, love being an alum, and I'm just so excited for, for all the future episodes you guys have coming up and all the exciting stuff at Catholic. Well, we just want to take the time to thank you, Julie, for sharing your journey with us, your story, uh, Girl Talk, Mom Talk, the the different uh, segments and sectors that you run um, with your organization. I just, I am in awe of all the wonderful things that you do for young ladies um, and and women throughout their life's journey. It's amazing. Um, And we definitely take our hats off to you. We are so privileged to sit at this seat and hear hear these journeys. It's fun to be a conduit uh, or liaison of sorts to help spread these stories Mm -hmm. and provide uh, what we hope is inspiration and education yes. for the Catholic University community for how to think about life and personal and professional development. Mm-hmm. So hopefully there's some nuggets from these interviews that you're able to take out and tease out and think and apply to your own life. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to our next uh, interview. Uh, we've got globe trotters coming on. Woo. We've got people who have been in sports, wow. business, uh, history, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to run the gamut with alumni who are doing great and amazing things. Let's go. Um, so if you want to make sure this podcast continues or if you want to help further the mission of the university, you can go to engage.catholic.edu. Uh, find all the ways that you can support the university. If you want to get involved with career programs or volunteer and help students, you can go to success.catholic.edu and find out all the information and awesome things that the Center for Academic and Career Success is doing to further its mission and help our students. Ryan, I think that's all we've got for today. So until next time. Until next time.